Michael Swickard here. Let's talk about all the people that it takes to have the chili crops and the commercialness of it here in southern New Mexico. This is Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili. Boy, is it good. It's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. Now, last year, the New Mexico legislature made chili pepper roasting the official smell of New Mexico. Now, they were just catching up with us citizens who have prized the smell and taste of chili peppers all of our lives. The village of Hatch is known as the chili capital of the world. It holds the annual chili festival on Labor Day, which started in 1972. I was there. But the roasting smell and taste of chili peppers have been part of New Mexico for more than 100 years commercially. New Mexicans and people of Mexico also have been enjoying chili peppers longer than they've kept records. But it was a little over 100 years ago in the Hatch and Mesilla Valleys that the chili pepper crops became commercial. It did not happen by accident. I'm going to repeat that a couple of times. To do so required a combination of many unrelated people who didn't realize they were all working to make sure you had chili peppers today. First, it was the chili farmers of that year, of those years, who planted the crops. Second, it was the chili researchers who kept providing good plants for the chili farmers. Third, it was thousands of workers who created Elephant Butte Dam so that the farmers of Hatch and Mesilla Valleys had the necessary water throughout the entire growing season of the chili. And lastly, someone you don't always, the people you don't think about, it was the thousands of railroad and highway workers who brought commercial crop transportation to southern New Mexico. These four groups, without really consulting each other all the time, provided that which was required for a chili pepper crop commercial success. If one of the groups had not done the essential works, there would not be the Hatch Valley chili crop making Hatch the chili capital of the world. Even though he passed away in 1948, two years before I was born, I think of Fabian Garcia often, usually with a mouthful of delicious Hatch Valley green or red chili. He's often given the title the founder of New Mexico commercial food production. While we recognize him for his work on chili peppers, that's where you hear mostly, Garcia was also instrumental in the agricultural research on pecans, onions, alfalfa, cotton, and other crops. There's buildings there on the New Mexico State University campus uh, named for Fabian Garcia, and there's also the Fabian Garcia Agricultural Research Center located just west of the NMSU campus. He was a kind, gentle scientist who inspired several generations of horticultural scientists who spread all over the world, so what we started here went all over the world. At his death in 1948, he left part of his estate of what would be today $1.1 million in today's dollars to build a dormitory on the campus of New Mexico State University for financially challenged students. Fabian Garcia was born in Chihuahua, Mexico in 1871 
and unfortunately was orphaned at age two. His parental grandmother brought him to New Mexico, which was then a U.S. territory. He ended up in the Mesilla Valley in 1885 when his grandmother was employed by the Thomas Cassad family. The Cassad orchard at that time was a large fruit orchard. Being around it as he grew up gave young Fabian lots of work to do with crops and also how to deal with fruit pests. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday we do a podcast about people. Uh, You can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. And today I'm talking about the thousands of people who created and sustain the vibrant chili pepper industry in southern New Mexico. So much is centered on the chili pepper research that enables these commercial crops, and it started with Fabian Garcia. At age 18, Fabian became a naturalized U.S. citizen and was in the first graduating class of New Mexico College of Agriculture and Mechanical Arts in 1894. 1960, that that institution changed its name to New Mexico State University. Fabian Garcia was always interested in growing plants, so after graduation, he attended Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, where he received a Master's of Science degree specializing in horticulture. In 1906, he returned to the Mesilla Valley and became a professor of horticulture, which he remained until his retirement in 1945. In 1913, in addition to his duties as professor of horticulture, he became the director of the State Agricultural Experiment Station, which allowed him the research ability for which he is remembered today. Farmers in the Hatch and Mesilla Valleys grew crops which were able to be increased by agricultural research and then the availability of lots of water. The irrigation was made possible by, the at that time, the largest man-made dam in the world, Elephant Butte Dam. Previously, the spring floods had come down the Rio Grande, and then the water was mostly gone the rest of the year. You had a little water for a month, but then no more. The Rio Grande project started in 1895 with a survey of where a dam could be built. The engineers found a way to plug the floor of the current location, so that's what was used. In 1913, the dam was started filling because they had been pouring concrete for a couple of years. In 1917, the Elephant Butte Dam was full, and canals were created to be able to dispense the water. The agricultural experiment station was needed because Farmers needed plants that met the needs of the local area and also nationally and were able to be sold to those distant markets while still used here. Early on, one research area that started commercial area activities here, it was a chili pepper variety called New Mexico 9, and it was released by Fabian Garcia and his researchers. What it did was combine a couple of local chili peppers with a Peruvian chili pepper. And what were they trying to do? This will surprise some people. They were trying to create a milder pepper. With new residents coming to New Mexico all the time, the traditional local chili peppers in our food were too hot for the newcomers. So these researchers created a chili pepper that had a great flavor but was not as hot, did not have as much capsaicin in it, 
which was much better for the local residents. At the same time, chili pepper farmers wanted the chili peppers to grow straighter so they could be packaged and shipped better. They recognized that the, the crookedness of the peppers made it hard to package them. Likewise, the research worked on the problem of getting the chili peppers to all mature at about the same time. doesn't have to be the same day, but needs to be fairly close. And there has been much research into different chili peppers over the years to have mild chili, medium chili, hot chili, and extra hot. Uh, these always are different varieties of chili peppers. Uh, an example in 1975, New Mexico State University's Dr. Roy Nakayama released Big Jim Chili Peppers, which at the time had the world's largest chili pepper pods, and this was in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's great for chili rellenos with a medium heat and a great flavor. Big Jim, that was a friend of Dr. Nakayama's who passed suddenly Jim Lytle before the pepper came out, so that was named for him. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday we do a podcast on people that's special to New Mexico, and uh, you can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Now, none of these improvements in the products and efficiencies of the crops, none of them happened at all by accident. That's what's really important. I remember hearing one researcher say, that in 30 years of research, she had worked with about 6,000 varieties of chili peppers. Some chili pepper farmers have been farming each generation for generations upon generations. One that I've spoken to uh, is a fourth generation chili farmer, and he's been doing it all of his life. His grandkids working the chili in his fields are sixth generation chili farmers. Now, Randy McMillan, the owner of the Fresh Chili Company, he's a fifth-generation farmer, so his family has been around the growing fields for a number of generations. For more than 100 years, lots of agricultural products have been constantly improved for shape, for flavor, for pest resistance, for the growing season length, and a myriad of other details that we rarely think about while we're sitting there enjoying our chili or our pecans or onions or other harvests here in uh, southern New Mexico. There's one other group I want to salute, and it's the transportation industry that initially was horse-drawn wagons. Well, that didn't work real well as far as trying to get your chili or whatever to market because it'd be a couple of days from the chili fields to somewhere where you could ship it. So then the railroads came and it was thousands of workers coming from other places laying the rails and building the railroad bridges, always a lot of railroad bridges because of the amount of, of uh, needs to, to bridge small amounts of our land. And so you had to build a lot of railroad bridges. We don't always notice that. When completed, the output of New Mexico in, say, sheep and cattle and produce, well, it was able to be at market a thousand miles away in just a day or two. So that was a real help. 
Years later, when the dirt roads that crisscrossed New Mexico were paved one by one and the interstates were constructed in the 1950s, that allowed these agricultural products to be shipped directly from the farm to markets. And again, thousands upon thousands of workers have changed New Mexico with the paved roads and actually work on those roads as we speak. The farmers are working on their fields and the uh, Elephant Butte people are making sure the water comes and the transportation people are doing their thing with the roads and the researchers every day are researching what makes better chili. When Fabian Garcia came to the Mesilla Valley in 1885, there were small amounts of chili, pecans, grapes, onions, and other crops locally grown, but not on a commercial scale. Those crops were mostly grown for local consumption and mostly were watered using wells. The expansion of the commercial ability in our area didn't happen by accident. It was thousands of people. And it took the leadership of Fabian Garcia and the other researchers that followed him to make New Mexico agriculture as robust as it is now. As you enjoy your enchiladas, consider that agricultural scientists have spent more than a hundred years working successfully to make the chili peppers you eat today be so very good, and boy, they are good. And think of the thousands of people who created Elephant Butte Dam, the feeder canal so that water reaches the crops that you eat, and don't forget the people who created and maintained the roads so this goodness gets to you. And finally, there's the Fresh Chili Company and other companies like that that process and package your chili products so you don't have to go into the fields and pick and process your own chili peppers. I just opened a jar of something like 2023 Veritol Big Jim Red and Green Blend. That is my favorite. And my food is even better. So once in a while, I think of all those people, past and present, there's a lot of them present, that uh, have made this bounty possible, and I say a prayer for them. These podcasts are sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company. They have a great website to show you all the things available in 16-ounce jars and other things. You can go to FreshChiliCo.com, FreshChiliCo.com. They have lots of other uh, things you can look at there in the website. Good stuff to order. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting People of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. Now, if you have something or someone you'd like me to talk about, write to me, michael at freshchilico.com. Michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili like I'm going to do. I always say some chili's good, more is better, as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.